Hello, kitties. So glad you could join me. Your pal, the Crypt Keeper, has gone Hollywood in a big way. Welcome back to Scream 101 Podcast. I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. Welcome back. What? I don't know. I just got excited. But I was I like, did you not like say. the way I said my name? No, it was great. That's what it, that got me into it. Okay. okay. Good. Um, <clears throat> so this is our third week of African American Horror Month. I'm er, from African American Directories. We're putting the spotlight on disenfranchised minorities as part of our donation drive. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited to talk about the movie we watched tonight, which is Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight. But I have a couple things to tell you first. Tell me. Some Scream 101 housework, if you will. Um, there's a couple things we're changing. You may have noticed last episode did not include any champion dialogue. It didn't? No. I didn't notice. That's well, good. how good you were that's hiding what, Yeah, it. that's what I was hoping. Because uh, I could not get proper access to clips. And I realized... I love champion dialogue, but I can't do it anymore. So we're cutting that part out of the show <gasps> just because it's been more difficult as we as we explore movies that I don't actually necessarily own or that we watch on Amazon or something. It's harder for me to get clips from them. So we're just going to cut out champion dialogue, but we are resurrecting something from Scream 101 season one. We will be doing 10 word reviews, which is reviews. I actually really like those. Yeah, they're fun. I don't know why I got rid of them. Well, because we were, we were doing modern movies with the show now, too. Uh-huh. But we watch movies that aren't like horror movies that we discuss on the show. So we're going to bring back 10 word reviews where we discuss movies that we've watched during the week and give them a review in 10 words or less. So we're going to start off with that. Um, Sergio and I watch movies together a lot. so Go um, figure, you know. I know. So um, it'll be a little bit different than when shannon and i did it where i had six movies to review and she'd review one crappy thing she watched on netflix like after the ball yeah she's something else um but yeah so our reviews are gonna be for for the same set of movies but that'll also be interesting because you get to see how we react and respond differently to different movies and that's what this show's all about sergio making friends making friends in new places learning lives anyway um let's get started um I'll read mine first, and then you can read yours. Or do you want to go first? You go first. Okay. Fences. They really swung for the fences with those baseball metaphors. Um, Mine is Viola Davis came to collect her Oscar. Oh, yeah. She did really well. Um, Shaun of the Dead. Edgar Wright bursts onto the scene with this effervescent comedy. British zombies can be funny, too. Like American zombies? Like regular British people. Yeah. Oh, Oh, that makes sense. Okay, I was going the opposite direction with it. Okay, goat. Frats are bad. I get it. Would have functioned better as a gay porn. <laughs> That's pretty true. They're shirtless like 95% of that yeah. movie. It was pretty gay. Yeah, it is. It's pretty true. That's why we it rented it, happened. folks. And anyway, uh, while, we're, while we're doing Scream 101 business... Um, on Tuesday, they just announced the Oscar nominations, which means we also announced the nominations for the second annual Screamy Awards. Um, that's uh. <laughs> Yeah, that's the noise of a scream. <laughs> um, but yeah, so these are the nominations for like 
best fi- best picture, campiest movie, best sex scene. We did them all last year. Um, but it's going to be for every movie that we've watched in the year of 2016. Well, starting in February. Um, because the it's a whole thing. Never mind. Um, <laughs> the logistics of my crazy brain don't need to be shared with everyone. But um, it's pulled from all the movies we watched in 2016. And you can vote for it right now. There's a link on our Facebook. I'll have posted one on Twitter. Uh, I really want everyone to get involved in this. It was really cool last time. We got a lot of people to vote on which ones won the awards. And it's all user submitted. Like, yeah. Sergio and I will vote. But our votes only count for one. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have executive decision. You guys have the power. <laughs> We're putting the power, the power back into people's hands. We uh, give it back to you. Yeah, you're welcome. People. This is a historic day. <laughs> you go. Okay, you go. let's move on. Um, <laughs> we watched Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight, which is a film by Ernest Dickerson. Um, it's the first film in the attempted Tales from the Crypt reboot trilogy um, where they were trying to bring the franchise to the silver screen. Does that count as a reboot? Well, just n- They were trying to bring it to the silver screen. Okay. It was never movies before. Um, but yeah, so here's the plot of Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight. The film revolves around Breaker, a man who arrives at a church-turned-rooming house in a small town in New Mexico, Hot on his trail is an equally mysterious and very menacing figure known as the Collector, who arrives with policemen in tow. He claims that Breaker stole some keys from him, and he wants the cops to help him reclaim them. It turns out, however, that the keys are actually several amulets that contain drops of blood of Christ. Wow, this is really inaccurate. And also spoilers. Yeah, it doesn't really matter, I guess. We we spoil things in this movie. But also, it's just one key. I don't know why they're saying it's multiple keys. Um, they can be used to ward off evil in the right hands, but they can lead the world to doom if used improperly. The Collector and his forces lay siege to the house with the other residents caught in the middle between Breaker and the Collector. This is so poorly written. Including alcoholic Uncle Willie, prostitute Cordelia, sleazy southerner Roach, postal employee Wally, sensible Geraldine, and landlady Irene. Oh, and then in the end of this uh, plot summary, it says, Bordello of Blood, the second Tales from the Crypt feature, hit theaters the following year. Thank you, plot summary. I kind of want to see this now, actually. You want to see Bordello of Blood? Yeah. Okay, yeah, we should check it out. It's not by an African-American director, so we can't do it this month, but we can check it out. Just for funsies. Yeah, for funzos, for giggles. For squeams and screams and... And perms. And sashims. Yeah, as always... Just a word you made up. Oh, okay. I thought it was a thing. I, I don't know. It maybe it is. Do the Google Schmoogle. Look it up. I'm busy. Okay, I'm doing fine. A podcast. All right. So, would you rate it for scariness, Brennan? Yeah, we rate every movie on scariness, campiness, FX, and quality. I rated it scariness two out of five screams. Me too. Oh, uh, really? Yes. We're twinsies. We are. Okay. We're on something else tonight, man. I'm just. I'm looking up sashims. Okay. <laughs> it's the name of like an MA student on LinkedIn. Oh, do I know him or her? Uh, or no. them? No, they're from Washington. Oh. I know Shannon. She's in Washington. Yeah, maybe she knows her. Great. Moving on. Text Shannon. Text Shannon. On the Google. I'm busy. <laughs> Why aren't you using Google to text Shannon? You're in you think I'm in a <laughs> I'm having a time. Anyway. Okay, so I gave it two. And like I was never really scared. No, it's um, it's a Tales from the Crib. Yeah. It's like It's fun. The, yeah. The movies are fun. The series was fun. That's what I liked about it, uh, watching it as a kid. Um, it does that goosebumps thing where it kind of like sets the tone with like music and like suspense and you're going through a hallway like, Ooh, but it's also kind of comical. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like a calliope, like, uh-huh. like it's, it's 
safe horror. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is also a, a movie. It's not on TV. They're free of these network restrictions, and I you could really tell that they were so excited to just kind of go boobs. full bore with like boobs and gore and effects, mm-hmm. and kind of like still be in that kind of EC Comics mode where it's still, um kind of fantastical and not really terrifying Mm -hmm. like more of an effect showcase than like a really hard-hitting horror film Mm -hmm. but also they kind of went for it yeah um i just thought that was really interesting Mm -hmm. i thought the like the i guess this would be more for quality but uh just like it's a good throwback it's a solid like b-movie film absolutely oh i had so much fun with this movie um, but speaking of B-movie stuff, uh, let's go to campiness. What was your campiness score? Um, give me a face. Something must be in the water because I gave it a five. Whoa. It's my second five ever, Whoa. I think. And it's in the same month. So that's fun. Oh, yeah. You, did you give it to Tales from the Hood? I'm fairly certain I gave it to Tales from the Hood, too. Yeah, African-American helmed anthology type movies. We're, we're in for this. They know how to make fun stuff. Yeah. Also, uh... This is the Crypt Keeper. The Crypt Keeper is in this movie. Yeah. He he earned four out of the five campinesses himself. Oh my god. Um, this is my first experience at the Crypt Keeper, and I'm so happy about it. Mm-hmm. FYI, I knew Brennan would take well to the Crypt Keeper. Um, he and I we were like uh peas in a death pod. Uh-huh. We're like the, I mean that is about the quality of the puns he makes yeah. in this movie. He's like <laughs> Oh, she's traveling. She sent me a ghost card. <laughs> I like how he laughs at his own jokes. That's like me, you know? That it, it really is. Have my own little little giggles at the end of a joke. I'm great. Yeah, I am kind of sad Shannon wasn't here because she loves puns so much. You can send it to her. Also, not to not to stereotype, but the Crypt Keeper is like kind of gay, right? He's a little effeminate. Yeah. I don't know. He, you know what? He has no sexuality. He is an undead yeah. being. I don't know, man. Crypt Keeper looks like he gets it in. Like, do you remember that last shot? He of that did. Movie? He was just hanging out with ladies in his crypt. That's he, great. He had a couple of beautiful women with him. I and love I was him. Like, I'm not mad at you, Crypt Keeper. You keep doing you. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. So, what, what, what is your campiness score based on? Um, my first little note that I have is it's Tales from the Crypt. Like, that's all camp- you need to know, really. It's a campy series. Like, it was made for for fun and for kind of. Reading into the, or sorry, um, for enjoying horror from a fun way, yeah, a lighthearted way, um, and also the puns. Oh man, yeah, they're solid. Um, and I'm, the effects also tie in a lot, but that's I guess we'll, we'll get talk to that. that later. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, I actually gave it four out of five perms. I was a little less. I mean, I was a little more just I'm calmer, you know, like I'm cool. I'm not ready to give out fives all the time. Uh You're more conservative. I am. But um, what's the name of that guy who played the teacher in EZA who was in this? Uh, Thomas Hayden Church. Thomas Hayden Church. He wears a white mesh shirt with a red Hawaiian shirt over it Mm -hmm. uh, because this is 1995. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Also, he was engaging in sexual acts. And if there are children in the room. Oh, my God. I forgot about that scene. You do not let them hear this. Um, and those sexual acts were something else. Like I'm fairly certain that was for the intent of camp. Yeah, she was electrocuting his nipples with like uh, a car battery. Yeah, like it like with jumper cables. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I I give part of my campiness scores because this movie had a lot of comedy that really worked for me. Mm-hmm. That was really actual genuine comedy trying to make you laugh mm-hmm. like the the prostitute character who's staying at this like 
you know, seedy motel in the middle of nowhere on like a creepy mountain. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, she, well, there are two of my favorite jokes are revolved around her. Cause one, <clears throat> she's doing, she's put, she has her sheets in the laundry cause they're super stained. But then she's like, damn guacamole. Yeah. <laughs> cause you're supposed to think like, <laughs> Ooh, what's it stained with? But <laughs> she's, I can't even. She, just, she likes dip. She likes chips and dip like the rest of us. She does. She's just like a real person. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Um, and then there's a part where she's on the table, but there's also the cat on the table and the CCH pounder who plays the le- lady who's in charge of the motel. She's like, get that pussy off the table. And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, I meant the cat. And it's like, such what a- about the part where she punched the zombie and then she apologizes? Oh my God. I forgot about that too. That's so good. Cause she gets this badass moment. She punches like the demon in the face and then she's like, oh, I'm so sorry, which I don't want to read too much into it, but that's kind of like a, you know, like how women are supposed to be in society. Mm-hmm. And I just, it was so funny. It mm-hmm. was great. It was awesome. I like this movie. Good job, Brennan. Anyway, let's talk about effects. I'm so excited to talk about effects. I'll start. Okay, go. <laughs> I'm going to give it four out of five uh, demon eyeballs. Because you had to shoot the demons in the eyes to destroy them. Which seems like a really small target. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were using a BB gun or something. Mm-hmm. Um, But this movie... Like I said, it was going for it. It was bananas. Yeah. There's B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Go ahead. Yeah, because at first, the, the Crypt Keeper is like this stop motion effect that doesn't really look great. And I was like, oh, what's going on here? And I was like, is this actually a TV movie? I looked it up. It wasn't. But then the effects, it's like 20 minutes in. Um, Billy Zane, who plays the collector. Oh, you're going to go after my favorite effect right now. Yeah. Do you want to tell no, about it? No, go ahead. Go ahead. You're going to tell it better. Okay. Well, um... The, Billy Zane. Yeah, the police are trying to apprehend him because they realize that he's not a good guy, which should have been obvious from frame one because he's Billy Zane. Yeah. He's only ever played villains. Yeah. Oh, like, an, on a side note, I really hate how the police are taking notes from this random passerby in their town. Yeah. Like, he's directing them as if he were the sheriff. Like, okay, guys, apprehend him and bring him to me. Yeah, I w- I'm glad they caught on because I was getting mad at them. But um, the cop turns on him. And it, Billy Zane just punches him straight through his entire face, mm-hmm. like from from front to back, like top to bottom, from stem to stern, just entirely through his skull. And then his his head's actually stuck on his fist when he punches the other dude. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. He really gave him a new look on life. He really did. Oh, we got to do puns. We got to do. It. I got um that cop just really couldn't face facts. that one's actually good okay thank you that was better than the one i was gonna come up with Uh, no we'll we'll get another chance we'll get there all right good um we do we should have taken more pun breaks from Mm -hmm. the beginning to now we can go back we we do have the power i have the power um yeah what else is there oh my god when the um billy zane's calling up the demons with his blood that yeah is, i was like oh that just looks like the inside of a glow stick and on the imdb trivia it turns out that's what it actually was really yeah it was glow stick fluid oh, wow. but he makes all these creepy demons rise from the ground it reminded yeah, me of simply by cutting his palm he yeah this ooze a slime that i guess is what you just said glow stick fluid yeah it was <laughs> um it was glow and blood. Then he summons the demons from the ground and are they tortured souls? Are they people who he's killed in past lives? I think they're just awesome, cool demons. Okay. His uh, demon posse. Yeah. It reminded me of uh, the resurrection of Frank from Hellraiser when he's just this bloody like skull thing coming up from the floor. It was really gross. I liked seeing them assemble themselves, though. Yeah, that was cool. They were like gross little babies. You were mm-hmm. like, oh, cute. Mm-hmm. And I think Billy Zane kisses one of them on the forehead. Yeah. 
Um, there's a lot of humor in this movie. Oh, God, it was so good. Let's keep going. Um, um, one thing that reminded me of like the really goopy demon things that were coming out of the ground. There's a scene in the beginning where the crypt keeper is directing a movie. <laughs> oh. Um, and it's like this woman killed her husband to get his money, and then he's coming back. It's a very basic EC Comics mm-hmm. type thing where it's like a dead person comes back for revenge. But he's just this dripping zombie that's just like leaving parts of himself everywhere. Well, he was soaking in acid. Oh, yeah. He, he was like melting. So like he touches the door frame and his flesh comes off of his hand. It's so gross. It's very gross. <laughs> oh man, it really uh, I got to hand it to them. <laughs> they did a great job. Um what else is going on? He really entered that room. Yeah. That just is a thing that happened. He made a joke like that, though, the Crypt Keeper did. He just, like, said a word and broke it in half, and then that was apparently a pun. Like, that's entertainment. Yeah, there you go. It was that one, yeah. Yeah, when he got decapitated at the end. (laughs) Oh, I don't... I gotta watch Tales from the Crypt. I've never seen this guy. I'm so excited. You've never seen any, like, throwback to him at all? No, I know about the Crypt Keeper. Okay. And I listen to a podcast called The Flophouse, where they do impressions of him all the time. Mm-hmm. Elliot also likes how he laughs at his own jokes. <laughs> um, Elliot's but, your favorite, right? Yeah, he's great. Okay. Um, I love you, Elliot. Yeah, he's fantastic. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's just like, there's periods. It's mostly a movie where it's like people trapped in the same situation and they're starting to turn on each other. And it's very like George Romero-y. But then every now and then it just explodes into this extravagant, like violent gore sequence like oh my god the kid who gets possessed by the demon thing his face twists up and it's oh, gross asleep, like oh you were asleep yeah um <laughs> like fright night grin i kept nudging him but he fell asleep every now and then i apologize humble listeners sergio is rude i had a long day you had i was learning about all the art you were okay i learned about gaston and from and, beauty and the beast and renoir no one paints like gaston <laughs> exactly um freaking lyrical that guy he was go ahead um oh there's just like random explosions of gore like the kid's face there's part where they like shoot out a lady's eyeballs and then they have to crush them um oh my god there's a part where the first woman is getting possessed by the spirit of billy zane who comes up and he's trying to tempt people i was really sad that we didn't get more people who survived no one was gonna survive this movie come on i thought there would be more yeah. A traditional horror movie has at least three people to survive. Sometimes. At least more than one. Yeah, it was oh, it's a bloodbath. Um, but there's a part where she's getting possessed and he's kind of seducing her with the idea of love because she's like a prostitute and all she wants is love. And there's like you can see she like She didn't see the guy in front of her though. I know. Oh, poor Jerry. Well, he was terrible. He was a postal worker who was reading everybody's mail and was gonna go shoot everybody. <laughs> Was he really? Yeah, he had a bunch of guns up in his attic because he's going to go shoot everyone at the postal oh, office. Oh, okay, that was different. That was a throwback to like those jokes from the 90s. Yeah, I mean, going postal. Mm-hmm. But um, there was a part, because he was like seducing her from outside the window, and there's a part where like this invisible hand touches her lips, and you can just see an indent. And then she's crying, and her tear just kind of like flicks well, away yeah, in the wind. You see him like move it with his thumb. That was really cool. Yeah, the effects are really good in this. And they're just. And for so, the record, I gave it three, three okay. drenched zombies. That's yeah. Um, oh, it was just such a like. I just love that gleeful commitment to including effects in the movie. Mm-hmm. They weren't all like the best, but a lot of them were really gross and really goopy. And they were really, at least done with care. Absolutely, someone cared about this movie, including me. Now mm-hmm. I'm in that list. 
Good job. You can bring them back. The Tales from the Crypt movies? Yeah. Maybe. Everybody's we'll being remade. There is. They are thinking about make, remaking Tales from the Crypt, the TV show, under the production arm of M. Night Shyamalan. He has a production company? I mean, or at least he's like producing it. That's uh, what I meant. Okay. Wow, good for him. Yeah. I think it's like he TNT He just hit number one at the box office. Good job. Yeah, congrats. Slither? Split. Split. There you go. We just watched it. And, um, I forget titles it really quickly. I know. Yeah, congratulations to Split and to my parent company, Blumhouse. Yay! This podcast was not brought to you by Blumhouse Productions. No! Um, anyway, that happened. Um, let's talk about quality. Quality. I want to hear what you have to say. What's I your gave score? four. Really? Yes. I'm really surprised, but that's awesome. Why were you surprised? I mean, I know I fell asleep, so you would think that my score would be lower. Yeah. But I was digging it. Okay, cool. I was having fun with the characters. Go Jada Pinkett. Oh, yeah, she was in this. We forgot to mention her. Yeah, she was the only person to really give it to him. There's a pun in there somewhere. Um, She really set it off. She really gave Pinkett to him. Um, there on. was a good pun where she was into the guy and his last name was Smith and I was like, oh, that's how she got the Pinkett Smith. Yeah, but that was your joke. I that mean, wasn't the movie's joke. Yeah, that was my joke. I was just coming. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It's just it's a fun movie. Like I feel like I say that about every movie. Like, oh, it's fun. You know, kick back with some friends, put on some popcorn. Well, that's the kind of stuff we like around here. Uh-huh. It was just it was, I don't know because I watched Tales from the Crypt as a kid. Like, you know, sparing, like, a couple episodes here and there. Like, I don't know. It took me back to that feeling, to that being a kid and staying up late, you know, mm. watching something that I maybe shouldn't be. Boobs and all. Yeah, yeah, there were boobs in this movie. There's a room full of them. Um, I have a question. What is there an episode you remember standing out the most from Tales from the Crypt that you've watched? Something about a house and a key and a man and a woman. Ooh, sounds exciting. It was gray, and it was a grand house is all I remember. Okay. Yeah, you were a kid. But yeah, I you know I really should. I wonder if it's on Netflix. Maybe who knows? It might be. Um, I don't think so. I think we would have seen it. Yeah, I feel, I feel like, like it would have been know. advertised to you by now if it was. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm excited to check it out. I also gave this movie four out of five on Lucky Stars. Um, I really like. There are a lot of things to like about this movie. First and foremost, Billy Zane's performance mm-hmm. is incredible. Um, he's simultaneously like this scary yet campy villain. He's also really funny. He's got this like wicked sharp sense of comic timing. And it was also kind of a pun, so you're welcome. And like he he kind of had this Freddy Krueger vibe during the portions where he was trying to seduce people with like their one yeah. desire. And he was like wearing sunglasses and he was just so glib, but also really terrifying and also kind of handsome. And mm-hmm. I was like, I am here for Billy Zane. Yeah, he was very attractive, I must say. Yeah, he, I don't like him. I don't like him without hair, though. Yeah, he was bald in this movie, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. But he, like, he's handsome, but he kind of reminds me of Ray Liotta, and that his face kind of looked like it was made out of plastic. Um, like almost I too know perfect. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't get the feeling that it was too perfect. Well, not no. It's not like he's so stunningly handsome, mm-hmm. but it's just like so clean and like white. Uh-huh. It's kind of porcelain. I mean, I got that in this movie because I thought that he was still, not to be rude, but he was still young enough that he pulled off the bald look very well because when I saw him bald in uh, the Mummy series, I was just like, ugh. Oh, okay. Well, it was, uh, I guess that was it was only a couple years later. It was like 10 years later, wasn't it? When did the Mummy come? Wasn't that the, like the late 90s? The late 90s. Yeah, well, this movie came out in 95. 
late 90s, maybe early 2000s. I don't know. Yeah, like genius. four or five years. Five years is a big difference. Okay, I guess you're right. Um, but I also like this movie's sense of its own characters. I feel like the characters are very basic, easy comics-esque mm. characters, but you get a sense, like, there's eight characters, and you get a sense of each and every one of them and what their desires are. So when he's trying to seduce them, you're like, oh, of course they want this. This mm-hmm. is, like, their whole thing. Mm-hmm. And... Like, you get this small-town vibe. Like, everybody knows the cops. They're like, shut up, Bob. Oh, I love that part. Yeah, Bob was the worst. Yeah, Bob was the worst because he was giving out all the secrets, all the all the tea, as the kids say, on the Thomas Hayden Church and the prostitute. The kids do love the tea. Slash his girlfriend. Mm, he tried to kill her. Well, he shoved her out to die. Yeah. Oh, he was so, he was the obligatory just dick hole in this you group of people. You saw that coming, though. Like, oh, of course. I definitely saw him pushing the girl and, like, that's where I thought that our friend, his name was Jerry, right? Who? Uh, the postal worker. War, War, Warren? L- I'll Lad? just say postal Jerry. Wow, um, Wally. It was Wally. Fine, Wally. Um, uh, I totally wanted Wally to be like, you know, the stand-up guy who gets the girl at the end. She sees the error of her ways, like you know. But no, we never got that, and I was sad. Alas, I'm sorry. I'm uh, just—I'm really tore up because that was the greatest love story I've seen in quite a while. Really, I—I kind of hated Wally. I mean, he was so clearly like a postal worker who was gonna murder everyone. I was like, I, I was didn't see not... him murdering everyone. That was mentioned in like one line. But about him, he was—they found his stash of grenades and like submachine guns. He was gonna use to destroy his workplace. When was this? Is this when I was asleep? I guess. I don't remember this. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, he was literally going to murder everyone at his Well, work. he was dead at that point, so you shouldn't speak ill of the dead. Oh, you're right. I'm so sorry. That's me, you know, busting my Catholic sensibilities onto you. Or if, if you're, uh, if you're the, yeah, if you're the Crypt Keeper, instead of speak ill of the dead, it's, you shouldn't scream kill of the dead. <laughs> oh, God. You know, just every word possible. He was so committed. I admire his ambitions. His yes. commitment to character, yeah, just to destroying the English language. You know what it is? It's you and puppets. You have a thing for puppets. No, he is stop motion. He's not a puppet. He's he's a puppet. He's puppet esque. Uh, you're right. I do like puppets. You do. There are dozens of puppets in this room. That is not true. That is a flagrant alternate fact. <laughs> I was setting you up for that, by the way. No, you weren't. Yes, I was. Really? Well, yeah. I'm glad I got it. Um, there is one puppet in this room. Is it? Is it you? It's the. It's the friggin' shark, or whatever the hell. Clam? It's a clam, isn't it? The, the thing in the egg. Yeah. That's a dinosaur. Oh. I don't know what's going on in there. Okay. Um, do you have any last words you want to say about tales? From the Crypt Demon Knight, I hiccuped in the middle. Um, I didn't like it as much as our last movie, but if you definitely are like you know, if you wanna if you wanna throw back to the '90s, go ahead and run it because it was good. Yeah, I, I really, really, I'm just glowing. Can, like touch my skin, feel it. I'm just glowing from oh this month. Oh my god, month. It's, it's burning me. It's like Jesus's blood. Yeah, so you're a demon. And I'm a demon. Oh no, that's too bad. I'll have to poke out your eyes. Did this movie imply that there were many Jesuses? No, um, it was the blood of the like, the people who have been anointed with Christ's blood, like through the generations, like they passed it on to the chosen one. Mm-hmm. So just e- the blood of any chosen one. Oh, okay. Because it starts with the blood of Christ. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Didn't really want to get into that part. The um, religiousness of it all. Yeah, and there's like tattoos with stars on them, and they're like, you know, seven stars and seven keys and seven bodies. It never really went anywhere, so I just kind of ignored it. Uh. 
Um, but yeah, so what I want to say is I've really enjoyed this month. I've given four out of five to every movie we've watched so far. I don't give five out of fives very often for movies I haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. So this is like really strong. This is the best month that we've had so far, I think. I've really enjoyed it all. We've had a good month this far. Yeah, I will say that. Yeah. My favorite was last, but you know what? This was good. And The, the Mexican Horror Month? No, no, no. Sorry. Keep go- I meant like my favorite movie was the last one we just recently saw. Oh, yeah. This one. Tales from the Hood. I mean to confuse you. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, that's fine. No, I just, I liked, I've liked so far all the movies in this month. And I in no way want to uh, grossly generalize, but I think we should, as... Well, as Hollywood and as horror, this should really prove that we should give African-American directors a chance. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that all of them are good, obviously, because mm-hmm. any director of any race can be good or bad. But I think the stories that are being told here are told from a perspective that we don't get. Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, in general, the lives of African-Americans in America are they're all affected in one way or another by the way that like the racial divide in this country. And Mm -hmm. I think that that subset of people or anyone who's in any minority has much more interesting stories to tell than the majority of people like just coming from that background. Mm -hmm. Like, like this is kind of what we're doing Mm -hmm. in these next couple of months. We're talking about like women or gay directors or African-American directors or just anyone who has a different perspective is so vital and so valid especially in the horror genre Mm -hmm. because they have actually a lot of terrifying stories and a lot of really interesting stories to tell and i've really enjoyed this month okay good job brennan anyway wrapping it up you're wrapping it up uh i'm not trying to like wrap no i know i'm just like like a monkey i I was like i have nothing to add to that like that's a beautiful sentiment thank you um after that uh really deep and introspective comment uh, next week, we'll be watching Boo, a Medea Halloween. <laughs> um, which we'll see if Brian continues his trend of giving fours to movies. Yeah, which may or may not prove that not all African-American directors are the best in the world. Mm. You um, know what? Tyler Perry is a beast. Yeah, no, he is He is a madman producer. Like, mm-hmm. as a producer, not touching him. Yeah, like, didn't he start basically that company that produces movies in Georgia and is now, like, basically a... What would you say? Not a mafioso. The magnate? Uh, a magnate. There you go. That one. He's, uh, let's not cast aspersions on Tyler Perry. Um, but yeah, so next week we're watching Boo and Medea Halloween because we wanted to watch something recent. We wanted to watch something that explores like the broader variety of African-American stories and directors mm-hmm. that are on tap. And also mm-hmm. there weren't very many African-American directors in horror, so I had to kind of reach for the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, but that movie comes out on DVD on January 31st. So we're going to watch and review it as soon as possible after that date. But that episode and our final episode closing out the month will be a little delayed. Um, you will, We will be starting um, next month on the 1st. So it's going to be a little jumbled for a while. Mm-hmm. But that's how it's going to be. So I'm ready for that. Uh also, uh, we're still in the middle of our charity drive. If you donate $5 or more to any of the charities that are pinned on our Twitter or that I will list shortly, mm-hmm. um, you can choose a horror movie for us to review on the show. And those charities include the ACLU. Love them. The Black Lives Matter Project. I like them also. Uh, Campaign Zero, I believe, was the name. Good. And the NAACP. Yes. Yeah. High five. 
And if you want to contact us about Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight, tell us if Bordello of Blood is any good. I want to see that now. Um, you can contact us on Twitter at Scream101Pod. You can find us on Facebook at Scream101Podcast. Find us on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and review us. Give us five stars because I give you insights about like the world, and Sergio does too. I just am here so he... He has someone to like help him get back on task because I'm always so off task that he's like, let's get back to the point. <laughs> and, you know, hey. Anyway, uh, frights camera action. That was oh, beautiful. Cut, print. Uh, smell my finger. Slight slash print. Cut. How does it smell? This was some real slash fiction. <laughs> oh, um, look at me. I'm laughing like a demon. All right, everybody. (laughs) Good demon night, everyone. (laughs) I forgot to finish. Okay. um, Bad luck on your scare knee. (laughs) Stay gold, everybody. Just stay gold. I mean, um... Stay, no, just stay gold. Stay gold. You, you press that enter button stay to pause this. Stay gold. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm great, don't worry. This episode was brought to you by Cupholder Radio. You can find more episodes of this show and others at cupholderradio.com or wherever podcasts are sold. Get out! The podcast is coming from inside the house! Hello there. I'm Uncle Ponyboy. Do you like suspense? Don't go in there! Buckets of blood and human excrement? Pour upon me! Gratuitous nudity with more boobies than you can handle? Let me see them. And radical hairstyles? Oh, yeah! Then you should check out the Gorgab Podcast, hosted by yours truly and DJ Gill. You can find us on the iTunes Podcast Store and on Twitter at Gorgab Podcast. And while you're at it, go ahead and go check out cupholderradio.com. It's podcast for the weird at heart.